This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to an all-new season of Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. I'm Sophia Alexandra. And I'm Dave Rankin. And we're three friends with three different relationship statuses just trying to figure it out. So get the download every Wednesday. Do you guys want to give me a drum roll? Welcome back to an all new season of Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm your host, Courtney Kosak, and I have two new co hosts. Welcome. Mm, That's right. Who am I here with? Dave Rankin here, new co host here for Reality Bites. Excited. Who else we got here? Sophia Alexandra, a third new co-host for Reality Bites. Also very excited. I'm doing an imitation of Dave's voice. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Courtney set the tone on that one. We are. Sorry. Did I make it weird? It was a little sultry. A little. I don't know. She likes to do this like, I'm telling you a secret, Courtney whispered. You know what? I feel like my voice is really, I. this is my natural voice. I'm yeah. not proud of it. But now I, at least I, <laughs> I speak, you know, on voice. It's fine. <laughs> um, you guys, hey. we are real life friends. If, <laughs> you can't if, tell. No. <laughs> oh, these people are real friends. I know them. They regular uh, people. We have relationship. You, you say see. friend things. Say friend things. <laughs> yeah, I say normal friend things. Like you come hang out. We friends. Uh, TV. Uh, watch TV like friends. I like the show Friends. Me, f- I, I like Joey. Kramer. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> there literally was that sketch where it was like an SNL sketch, right? And Tina Fey was like the like Russian friend. Are we already stealing and it's episode we? one? We're already yeah, biting. Sophia, you I and I watched it together. We wrote. <laughs> At this point, I don't know what I've made up or. So your fourth, your fourth guest uh, host today is Tina Fey. So. Actually, it's just the three of us. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, Tina couldn't make it. <laughs> Tina, you we'll said just keep doing Tina Fey bits. Um, so we are real life friends. We are real life friends, and if people have been listening to the show, they probably have heard you guys on before, right? Mm-hmm. You guys have yep. each been on like a couple times. Yeah, and uh, we decided to do another season together. As a tr- as a triad, <laughs> as a thruple, <laughs> um, because like we're all kind of in different. We realized very different phases in our lives. Yeah, you Genesis. left because you left things off last season with you and baby boy Wade, as I like to call him. Yeah, that's things right. are things are. You're in a relation. 
we're living together. Living together. But it's like two years. You know, it's not like, it's not Sophia and Max in their marathon. I mean, but like, who is? (laughs) No, we've been together for 13 years, married for three. And then Dave, you've been single for how long? Uh, Same same time frame. (laughs) The same time frame, actually, yeah. 11 years, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. Good, good we decade. We are living Baker's single in a Davy kind of world. He's glad he's got his cat. That's pretty much. I've been with my cat for eleven years, a codependent relationship. So you've been. You really were like actually right on the perfect wave of like tindering. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. were like really probably getting into single boy life. As like Tinder was taking off, right? I, I think yeah. like you're okay, being Cupid kind, really was and the he beginning. was like fuck boy life, really. Yeah, I think yeah, we're man, we guys, guys, we're we're pretty excited as, as single guys when Tinder came out. That was pretty cool for like right. a minute. So it was like okay, Cupid, and then Tinder, Tinder. and and then you've just been like d- dating. Yeah, right. No relationships I'm, really. Not really. Some like th- I'm like a three month person, but I don't know if three months really is a relationship and. No, yeah. it's a relationship. It's yeah. just not a long one. It's not long. It's like dating. We're still in the dating, getting to know you phase, and then we get to know each other, and then we don't anymore, <laughs> and then it's over. What are you scared of? I don't know. Do I don't you think know. that there's something yeah. holding you back? I think so. I think- um, Well, you had like an epiphany, right? Like recently. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it was- You're I, really forcing this epiphany thing, so epiphany. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Because it? it was like, I remember you were like, you're like- I'm unhappy with like what I've been doing and like I really actively want to change it because yeah. I think that like I can't live like this anymore. But it I forget was that the, about but that was about everything or career or it was this everything, whole life. Which I've already been like, you know, moving on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're you know, with like uh, number one of comedy album on iTunes, go there and get it. Yeah, dropped an album. What's Com- the name? Is- when I Live My Dream. I uh, dropped my debut comedy album. Quit uh, nicotine. Been uh, two months. No nicotine. That's pretty good. Uh, joined a gym. Um, got a new job, and I'm trying to make that money. Um, so working on myself because I feel like if I'm in, uh, if I've been in these patterns where I feel like I'm not picking the right people or I'm not attracting the right people, that you know, part of it comes from me, and and what am I putting out there in the world? So that's the epiphany. Love it. You know, trying to fix what I'm putting out there in the world a little bit. I think what it's like kind of, I mean, we're going to explore a lot of this stuff over the season, but I love our, our first guest kind of put into perspective that working on yourself is like this ongoing, (laughs) ongoing process really. Yeah. Which we all kind of knew because like, that's kind of what the idea of the podcast is. Like you're still working on yourself and trying to get yourself to a place where like you and Wade can go to the next level of your relationship. And I'm trying to like, I mean, we're gonna, we're looking to find a lady to put our uh, embryo into so we can have a baby. So I was like, I want to be a good person before I'm a good mom because like, and not to say I was like a trash person, <laughs> but I think it's a higher level of being a good person to be a parent because mm-hmm. like you can fuck somebody up. So, yeah, it's I a, mean, it's I just and I'm just hoping that they find the right lady for their child. And that lady also happens to be the right lady for me. And, I know. We, and then I marry um, Sophia surrogate and we're just one big happy family. 
Oh, that'd be so beautiful. And then we'd move in. I'd live up upstairs. Sophia. Yeah, I'd live upstairs with my new my my new wife. <laughs> I don't know if I'm totally on board, but I mean, if you guys can make it happen, <laughs> Courtney, <laughs> Courtney, don't worry. We can throw one of your eggs in there too yeah. if you want. She's she's part of the family now. She's gonna carry oh, yeah. everybody's babies. <laughs> um. So who Sophia, you actually know have a special connection to today's guests. I know of them through their brilliant self-help work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So our guests are Greg Behrend and Amira Rutola and uh, married couple. They're married and they've written some amazing things like it's called a breakup because it's broken. Courtney is intimately familiar with that. I know that book very well. Um, It's just a fucking date. Yeah. And then um, the newest one that's coming out, um, right as this is going to hit. It's like, yeah, it's buy it now because it's out probably if you're listening to this. Um, And the book is called How to Keep Your Marriage from Sucking. Which is (laughs) refreshingly (laughs) honest in a way that I appreciate. I I love their whole vibe together. And they were so like... I don't know, sweet. I I just see like, yes, their relationship is worth working on. And it is like, I don't know. I love their story of how they decided to write the book. And I just think that they have such realistic uh, advice based on their openness and vulnerability. And I love that they shared it with us. Yeah, it's crazy. Most people just lie and present like a better face to the world. Like that's all that, you know, we all try to do on Instagram and Facebook and whatever. And they were just here being like, yeah, you know, we separated. We were gonna, you know, break up. And it's so refreshing to hear people be like, that's where we were. But then, you know, we still made it. And like, here's all the stuff that we did. And it's just awesome. And I also have a personal connection to Greg because um, he, so we met when um, I shot my thing for This Is Not Happening, Comedy Central, and uh, he was there. He was just so sweet and um, like calmed me and made me feel Mm -hmm. like better about taping my first thing. And then we kept in touch and he got cancer uh, and then I got cancer and then we kind of ended up being cancer buddies and uh, a little bit just like texting back and forth and to see somebody go through something like that and come out a better person and then with their partner um, through something so crazy and his kids, just their kids, it's just, uh, they were really, they made your heart feel like everything's possible, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. We, and, and Amira, I love her. She drops like just the best relationship wisdom. We're not mm. going to ruin it for you guys, but it's at the end. At the end, we were all just like, our minds like all collectively just exploded, exploded face melting. Just like you just took. She dropped the mic. She just dropped the mic. And, <laughs> and then we had to end the podcast because we, we were had like, to. well, this is. No one's going to say anything better or smarter than that. And then we all kind of sat here in silence for a little bit, didn't we? Yeah. We were just like, whoa. You just summed it up. Like you, that was so wise. We're all just like. Which I think is is like important to, I mean, fuck, it's always like this. But it's like, to me, sometimes the simplest messages are like totally lost on me until somebody reframes them. And then I'm like, oh, 
Yeah. When I think about that, I think about like, that's why language is important. Yeah. And that's why like writing and essays and books and things like that are so important because the more people sum up what they're feeling in their way, the more people can be reached because everybody has a like if you just put the words together in the right way, they're a key that can unlock anything. And I think that's so powerful, right? Like you can hear the same thing said to you 10 different ways and they can never ring a bell for you. And then that 11th way, you're like, oh my God, mm. that's what everybody's been talking about. I feel like that's incredible. Yeah. So enjoy this episode where Greg and Amira unlock your relationship forever and ever. No pressure. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Sophia, who are today's guests? Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm here with Greg Barrent and Amir Tola. That's me. Woohoo. Hosts of Maybe It's You podcast. And Indeed. Writers of relationship books. I, you guys got me out of one of my first worst breakup, like, it's true. it was terrible. Sophia, like, coached me through this, and I, one of the books that I Dave read also was, coached. it's called The Breakup, because it's broken, and, like, it was all stuff I really needed to hear. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm so glad. It's always nice to hear when our books are actually useful, as opposed to just, like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's even weird sometimes to think of people buying. Like how they, how did you, how did, it, how did you come across because it? Because if you're desperate enough, you right. will go to that's Barnes right. and Noble that's and right. you will literally buy Be like three right. books that you're like. Help yep. me. She was like, "I'm tired of hearing people in my real life tell me to quit it." She's like, "Maybe these experts telling me to quit it will work." Right. And I think it right. helped a lot. It's right? always better to hear advice from people you don't know. You don't know. I mean, even people outside of your own yeah. family. If your parents' friends say the same thing to you, you go, "Maybe that's right." Right. Like you know what I mean? Yes. Like you know. And to think of your life as like a hypothetical, then you can be like a more more emotionally detached. You're like, I'm not an, you know, <laughs> I'm not an asshole or like I'm not that desperate, but you know. Oh my god, completely. I mean, there <laughs> there have been people who like um when the first book came out because it's so it has such a glaring title of like he's just not that into you and you're holding that. People would take the cover off or they'd recover it or they would like not read it in front of people. Yeah, like just shame because on the subway. Yeah, because you realize when a book is successful, that's when you've got people who would never read that mm -hmm. book. The people who would read that book will already buy it and you don't care. It's the people that are like, ah oh, fuck. Or men <laughs> would be like, uh, how am I gonna I'm just gonna read it? You know what I mean? There was a chapter inside that was called um um uh dude get off her lawn, you know, which was specifically addressing in the breakup, breakup in, in the, the breakup, breakup book. book. Yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. And um my uh, mom had she, she's uh, he's just not that into you, and they got her through <laughs> through some stuff. So you've gotten <laughs> generations of people here oh, yeah. stuff, but people have been gifted going. the books, which that hurts. Uh, one girl wrote me the after the first year and said, I got four, he's just not that into you for Christmas. Oh, oh my god. god, that's such a strong four. Oh, rough. Yeah. That's How, so and are you still in it? Look, we're working it out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But like but people feel compelled. Buy three more. Maybe it'll work. He always shows up at 4 a.m. So he isn't to me. Yeah. No, exactly. He'd be five. So he super, loves me. Right. Yeah, that's, called, that's called the magic hour. Right. Sure. Yeah. People either really don't want it or they do. It's, there's no sort of, um, you know, people don't just read it for amusement for the most part. They either really need it or they think it's so fucking stupid. That book is stupid. That is so dumb. Why? Why? Why would you read that? And usually that person is like, I, I had a woman come all the way to UCLA. I was doing the book fair and she was like, uh, I just want to tell you, she waited in line. Your book is stupid. 
Okay. And I'm oh a feminist God. and I don't need you telling me. And I said, okay. The okay. highest form of praise. Right? <laughs> so, but here's the best. So then she waited off to the side. It was odd for all of us, but I was like, okay, I go, you know, I'm not starting a cult here. I don't, yeah. you don't have to it's, like it. It's yeah, a book. Yeah. You can put it down, and it, and then it's you're done. You can stop participating. And then she, I, I swear to God, she came over and she goes, "It's there's just, it's not that he doesn't fucking call." And I was like, "Oh my God, right?" Because she was just right on the edge <laughs> no. of the thing. And sometimes you really yeah. upset people, and they don't know what it is. You know, I mean, usually when you're upset yeah, about no, something, she was it, just having an argument with her own truth. She was yeah. like, "I yeah. still am not ready for this Man, to be true." I have that argument every morning. And what's great is hate reading is still reading, you know? ka it is, it is. <laughs> You know, it I don't is. care what it's you think. Just buy it. It's vulnerable reading. It's like, it's like you are forced to look in the mirror a little bit, right? That's why you're uncomfortable with it. You're like... Oh, my God. Especially self-help books. I've read them so that I could be prepared in a fight. Like, I had a girlfriend who would always <laughs> give me... Um, what was a one before... Uh, Venus and Mars or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I I'm, I threw that book across and I was like, mm, like that. And then one day I thought, I'll read it. You know, I want to know what it's about. And then they're like, man, some of that's kind of true. You know, like there's always something in it, everything really, where you go, right. oh, that might be me. No, yeah. You know, and then, yeah. and also I didn't think this was going to lay out like this. Like you realize sometimes you have written the book already in your head and then you read it and go, this is not what I thought it was going to be. You know, it's different. So you guys got to, now you have a new book out. We do. That's like literally like this. It'll be out when this podcast yep. comes out. July 17th is the magic date for how to keep your marriage from sucking. And how did you? I love that title. Mm. <laughs> I love that you're like, let's not bullshit about this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This can really suck. Yeah. We're here to help. Well, yeah. here's the thing. You know, Greg always talks about how you can ask people about anything and they'll be like, oh, it's great. Like people, people have like, if you say, how's, how's work? Yeah, it's good. I got fired, but I'm good. I'll figure it out. I got a future. You know, or like, yeah. how are your kids? And they're like, they're good. One of them's in a prison. It's a good prison. It's all right. But you ask somebody about their marriage. When you ask somebody, how's your marriage? Oh, dude, that's a lot of work. Everybody says it's a lot of work because yeah. it is that thing that, like, that really kind of at a certain point you go, man. And it's not. It sounds way worse than it is. It's just a. Com it's just comprehending. A, that you're a lot of work. You are. You right. personally are a lot of work for another yeah. human being. You're aware of like. How many people are saying that they're going? I am. Uh, I didn't realize my life would make somebody else uh, make somebody else's life so difficult on certain days. And um, um, and also um, uh, you've just wow, that 18 years with somebody doesn't feel like anything but 18 years. And it's only an experience <laughs> you can guess about, but you can't have it right. before you've had it. Yes. Wait, you get together 18 years. We've been married 18 years. We've been together almost 20. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. And I like to say it's six of the best years of my life. <laughs> not in a row. And not in a There's row. There's like a day. How many were the early years there. versus the more Most recent? Most of them. Most of them? <laughs> I would say, yeah. Most of them. But yeah. you know the thing. And that's what the book is uh, talking about a little bit too. You know what? The book. Yeah. The, yes. This book, this book is about recognizing like you are going to have obstacles and, and trouble and problems in your marriage. Like that's, that's just a given. The thing you don't realize is like those first five years, like engagement through the first five years of marriage is where you plant all those delicious landmines that you guys will step on later mm -hmm. and explode your shit. But you don't realize it because you're not having very real conversations. Because mm. at the beginning, everything's so delicious and yummy and you agree on everything and nothing's that big a deal and you're happy to accommodate each other. But you times those little accommodations or those lack of boundaries or the overstepping of boundaries times 365, times 10 years. And the three-legged race that used to be so fun at the beginning is a fucking nightmare. 
I was so one of the parts. You really sold it. <laughs> you really, uh, really. Uh, uh, no, but it is. It's true. no, and it also like, makes me annoyed when people say, uh, like you said, marriage is a lot of work, and like everybody says that because it's true. But it annoys me when there's people that you'll meet. They're like. Maybe you're not with the right partner because, like, <laughs> they're like, it's just, it's not work. No, that's it's so easy because, like, that's who we are. So I don't know who you guys yeah. are, but that's also not who we've we are. both been on pills. We're cheating, and we don't have kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's what you say in the book is that of your friends that split, a lot of them were like, "Oh man, I would do it again. With I would choose that. I would person choose again. the same person, but I would do it so differently. Right. I would set up. I would set up a different line of communication, different boundaries, different. You know, it just is that thing where sometimes you pick the right person, but at the beginning, neither of you are actually being your authentic selves. Right. Well, you know? I think it's you begin. Look, when you when you marry somebody, if you decide to do that, um, um, you create. Almost, uh, you create a world unto your own, right? Like we we can have some of the same problems as other people, but there's no world that is a, that is mine and Amira's. It's only our world, and it and we've decided that it is a world because we got married. So we've made our own uh, religion, let's say, and it's a practice. And if you don't, on a daily level, like do it the way that people do it in recovery, which is we're just married today. Mm-hmm. If I can just be married today and get through, tomorrow will be tomorrow. We're gonna get divorced, but today, <laughs> today, tomorrow will tomorrow is when we'll go do it. But today, let's just for the sake of ourselves yeah. and everyone yeah. around us, be married and and be present for today, and then tomorrow we'll fucking because I got some shit to say. And also that like um, when you've added um, you know a home or kids or anything, whatever you add mm-hmm. to your marriage. Um, if you don't put yourself at the top of the pyramid, nobody knows what to do. And sometimes that's tough with kids because they become, especially now, when I was a kid, nobody liked kids. But but now that everyone loves kids so much and you got to pay so much attention to them and take the corners off of everything. It's fucking shitty. And they get all of the attention and then we're going to bed when they do and we got to make sure that they like this and they like that. And you're like, fuck, my parents thought of none of that. They have none of that. They slept upstairs. We slept downstairs in a basement. Like we, it was sharp corners everywhere. I cut myself and slammed my fingers and shit all the time. I don't know that that wasn't okay. You know, it was just what it was. But now, uh, and I think men's or or whoever is the primary caregiver versus the other person, they there's a split, and somebody is sort of hanging out on the outside, and that can be problematic. Yeah. How do you Certainly. retain your like? It was. I am going through this with my live-in boyfriend right now, and it, it was so. To read it, I was like, Ah, yes. When you talk about your Greg's way of getting things done, versus <laughs> like your need for things to be done, Amira, in a specific way, I can tote like that is what we are establishing. We've been together like almost two years, and like I need things to be in a specific place, and like. <laughs> on a specific schedule and like I don't want to make him feel like he's helpless or do you know what I mean like his way isn't good enough how do you manage that kind of it took it it took a lot of discovery because um a lot of times you assign we know more about psychology now but a lot of times you assign certain you assign motive Uh you are doing this to piss me off you're not paying attention. Yeah, you know this you're not. You and, know and when you tell somebody that, right. you're diminishing them. You're telling them that they're stupid, that they're not thoughtful, that they're in another place. And I, I genuinely, this is not in the book. If I ran like a marriage camp, 
both people will get a psychiatric evaluation. And then I'd be able this to This is say, starting to sound like the cult you said. No, no, no. <laughs> Look, if, I wouldn't actually mind it. Dave, you've but, been single for 11 years. Maybe this cult is the answer. Uh, I, no, I think you'd like my cult. It has a lot of, it's very, it, it is. Uh, because How here, is the Kool-Aid? Is it delicious? Nice oh, it's amazing. Okay. It's amazing. And we're, and we're going to get the running shoes and then yeah. we got the Kool-Aid and we all go for a nap. But um, the, the idea that like, you know, like you learn about, it's almost like you need a third party to go, look, your person does triangles and you do circles. So they're not going to match up all the time. And that's how they get things done. Uh -huh. You can either be okay with it. Uh, 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 but if you're not, you're going to have a shitty time. So if somebody moves slowly or, and, and there are things that can be attributed to men, but for the most part, it's just individual ways of how they grew up, what they was okay with them. I grew up in a family that we were wealthy and my parents left their doors open and their keys in their car. Uh -huh. And doors were always open, and we just didn't... My parents lived like it was all going to be okay. Amira grew up with parents in the CIA. So we come from a different way of looking at the world. Amira's like, it's all going to go down soon. Lock everything <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, it all has to Lock be like it all up. locked up, and things, ha and things have to be calculated. Like, you're already calculating what's going to happen before you... <laughs> yes. You're, it, it is that thing of having the different ways or the... But on the inside, all the doors are open and anyone can go to the bathroom with the door open and anyone can wander into your room at any minute, including her mother or my kids. And I'm the only dude. And it's like, I shut doors. When you're a boy, you learn to shut your door soon. You're like, I got to shut my door for yeah. this. And then you shut your door and you keep that fucking door shut and people are meant to knock on it, you know? And so that's, you know, there's, right. you know, so. But to answer, to answer your questions, I completely sorry. relate to that. And I, I mean, one of our, one of our first fights was about like loading the dishwasher because there's a good... There's a it's good a, way. There, there's a fucking map, and it's done in little tongs. You can see where the little plates go and the big plates go, and the you can see the whole type of thing. And it would just be, be like a plate here and a plate here, and, and it would be like there's five things in, and he's ready to run it. And I'd be like, "What is wrong with you? Clearly, yeah. how do you not how do you not think like a sane person? Because a sane person would know how to do this." And he would go like, well, aren't they all just going to go to a fiery hot hell and get clean anyway? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Right. And before I met you, I had I washed like, four dishes. I had four dishes and I washed four of them. And they could have go anywhere. Them out. They all had their yeah. own quadrant of the... <laughs> yeah. But it was that kind of stuff where it would make me mental. Or the idea yeah. of, so that just goes there now. It doesn't... Cause so how... Who gives? How do you... Do you have to talk it all I out? have to learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable is what happens. Because if I don't, then it emasculates him and it makes him feel like a child and it causes a bigger problem. And it's only taken me 18 years to learn it. But yeah. then eventually, if somebody leaves you alone, you start to figure shit out on your own. Right. You just start to see it. You start to go, oh, that's what she's talking about. Sometimes, literally, I mean, you know, if... If you sometimes don't know that someone doesn't like you, think of the millions of other things you don't understand that are right there. You know, you watch a movie for the second time and go, I didn't, I love this movie the first time. I didn't get any of this. Yeah. I didn't, right. I mean, I got like the basic message, but I didn't see, I, I was just sort of watching everything. That's my life all the time. It takes me forever. Like I should have just said, look, you need to know this about me. It's not really a good first date thing. I'm an incredibly <laughs> slow learner. <laughs> I always have been, and I get intimidated and upset when people are upset with me for learning slowly, and then I don't do anything. Um, uh, but I and didn't. I, and I was groomed by people in the CIA, so we ran drills. Yeah. So I'm already. I'm like fast, fast thinking, fast acting. It's. I've got a plan. I'm formulating a plan. It's all coming together, beautiful mind style, and so we are completely mismatched. Yeah, I feel like that about my husband too. 
But I feel like, do you feel happier that you're with somebody who's so different? In this no, I feel like I feel like yes, I do because I, I feel have, very safe and I feel like if something goes down, oh, she'll be able to take care of it. And also, this is so sweet, Greg. Yeah, and she um, and, and I feel like he it, he knows it, he knows that I'm the one that's gonna have to drive in the apocalypse. So she would have never good. found somebody that could live through the her stridency and also. She loves how delightful I am and, and, uh, and light and funny. <laughs> but it is that thing of when you're walking through life and these things are so agitating and they feel so big. And if you take a step back and turn it the way it's supposed to be, you go like, oh, that, that problem's actually this big. Yeah. Mm. It's really this big. But because I'm in it and it's, it's loading up my visceral, like I'm just so wired to be reactive or agitated because – I have my way of doing things and mm -hmm. I've decided it's better and I don't understand people that don't think like me or all. We get caught in our ego. Mm. And in a marriage, it's really hard not to um, turn these idiosyncrasies that we all have into resentments that plague your marriage over little shit. Mm -hmm. Also, it, you don't realize that like you're not putting the plates together makes her think something's going to kill her. It yeah. goes back to her fear. It's like, it's not, she's not trying to make you shame you for not seeing that all the forks need to go in this square. She's saying, for whatever reason, the way I was raised, if this isn't together, I feel unbalanced. And, and I don't want her to feel unbalanced. Like, I want to be able to think about that to go, look, it's not that big a deal. Just fucking put them in order. Like, she's asked for that. It, there's very little that you're being asked to do. Um, uh, and um, so that. But you have to understand, I think sometimes people don't know why the other person wants what they want. And they think it's arbitrary. And they're like, I'm not going to get bossed around about something that mm -hmm. doesn't matter. And then you're like, no, 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 it matters to them because they're also fucking crazy like you are. And that's what their crazy looks like. Their crazy yeah. is order. You're crazy as fucking dude. Let go. You know that's right. You Isn't that what it's about? Go. A little bit about finding your balance of crazy. You know? Yes, yes, and because it, it is crazy. It, everybody is. I like feel her, like the reason she's crazy. I'm okay with. I can deal with her crazy right. as long as she can deal with mine a little bit. Yes, and once we learned about the spectrum and people's sort of OCD and that kind of thing, you start watching your own going. Oh, I have a little bit of that and a little bit of that, and she has a little bit of that, right. and it and it is. You know, your friends that are kind of assholes, and you go. Or maybe they're on the spectrum because they just don't pick up social cues. And that's why they say incredibly mean things to people after they've just, after that person's just said, you know, I like this. And they go, those no, things are stupid. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how to make friends. Uh, but I run a business because everyone's afraid of me. <laughs> but I also feel like you can make breakthroughs at like any point in the relationship, which is, I Absolutely. think, what people forget because it can feel like you're at a stalemate for a while and you're having the same fight over and over again and you're like why are we here uh -huh. yeah you know because I've been with my husband uh for 13 years we've been married for three and I never wanted to get married I proposed to him after like changing my mind about it <laughs> but um did that surprise him <laughs> yes oh that's awesome that's <laughs> the best surprise of all yeah I'm he was pretend like and not, I'm not gonna pretend you really didn't what changed your mind about it um I just felt like it wasn't I thought before it was like about a relationship and cementing the relationship. Right. And I hated that. And yeah. I was like, I want to decide every day to be together. Like right. what you say in your book about right. married every day and married for a day. That yeah. was my yeah. mentality. And I was like, I don't really feel like they need to sign anything or go through a ceremony to just do that every day. So right. I didn't want to do it. And then like I had stuff happen in my family and he just stepped up in a way where it was like, oh, he's not my boyfriend. Like he right. is in my tribe. We are right. creating our own people. He's earned the promotion. Yeah, yeah it's an exactly. It's and then I was like, okay, he can be part of this. Yeah. How did, <laughs> how did you guys decide, like, know, like, 
do you feel like you set yourselves up for the best marriage that you could? No. no. And that's why we wrote this book. <laughs> Hon- no. Honestly, like we we did so much of it wrong. And in in looking back at like where the root of so many of our like, you know, reoccurring fights are or struggles or whatever, it is that thing of it so much of it came back to those early days where we the relationship was so effortless because I was being the best me and he was being the best him because together, for some reason, we brought out the best in each other and we did not, we let things go and the accommodations and the lack of boundaries because it didn't seem important. But over time, these things were agitating us both and they were causing historical fights and resentments that were like building up and building up. And when we were trying to get to the root of like, why are we, after this many years, why are we having so many problems? When Mm -hmm. we went back, it is and got really honest and sort of like CSI forensic to everything, we realized like, oh, we we fucked up in the first five years. Mm. If we had done things differently, it would have been such a smoother ride and a more harmonious existence and so much less of a struggle. Because you are going to be faced with obstacles and situations that test you in ways you can't imagine. And that you, and that you don't have these discussions because they're kind of complicated and ugly, but it's sort of like, look... You're a woman and I'm a man, but it, but it, when we take it and say, well, men do this or women do this or you know her husband does this, it's like no, look, I'm me, and here's how I feel about here, I'm here's sex is what I feel about sex, this is what my sex drive is like. This is what I feel like it's going to be like. This is what this is an honest version of who I am, and so you know let's make sure that we talk about it, you know, as time goes on because. Um, we don't know what will happen when we get older. Like some women have babies and they just don't want to have sex and it's not personal. But if you don't talk about that, it feels personal. And then you're in this thing where you're like, well, you're just saying that or are you just saying that? And am I never going to have sex? And then they're like, why are you being so? Because we've never discussed it. We never mm-hmm. saw it coming. We never had a lead up to it. We didn't make it a part of a conversation or something that, and, and that's with everything, money. Yeah. Let's talk about money. We got to, you know, whose money is our money? Where you know, does our money come from? What's but yeah, are we, can money? we look at it together? Do we can if there's a certain dollar amount that we're going to spend, should we bring that up with each other? Do, you know, if it's because sometimes like with the kids, like, you know, they're going to there and they're going to there and going to there. And I've never looked at how much it is. And then, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like we allow ourselves to let that person run with things and then we fucking get pissed at them because they didn't tell us. But we never started the dialogue. And I think that stuff is necessary. It is I hate to say, but it is a business. Mm-hmm. It's a business. You're in the business of you too. You're in the business of the we're the Barrett family, and the Barrett family is its own little brand. And we have people that we have two little employees <laughs> that we have to take care of, and they have full benefits and all of that stuff. I mean, yeah. there is those things, and we right. own something, and we have a business together, and all that stuff is a lot. And um, uh, and it's hard if you haven't set up ways that you talk about it. Because some people go, well, I don't like to talk about sex, and you go. Is it ruin it's ruins it for me? And then you're like, well, do I can we get right, through it? Right. But like now that? you're like, I didn't realize that he does that in private. <laughs> or I didn't realize that that's a thing or whatever. Right. It's so it goes to so many different levels and also learning how to fight. Learning that's, I want to talk to you guys about that. Like, how do you fight in a productive way? Because like disagreements are bound to happen in any like, you know. Sophie and I write together. We, we have, have to manage too, that yeah. same thing, like almost like a marriage. Yeah. Like, how do you disagree without hurting each other's feelings and like making it productive? It it's it's hard, especially if you are. I mean, you guys are both women. I don't know how similar you are or how, how dissimilar. Greg and I are very dissimilar in how we 
we are really dissimilar in process, styles of yeah. communication. We grew yeah. up super different. Yeah. I, I am a person that like in a, in a fight, I tend to get really silent and seethe. And then I want to have my own time to process mm-hmm. and think about it and cool down before I. That's a Coke's I... move. That's a Coco move right <laughs> but there. But you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I really Dave like. That's Dave style. <laughs> but I really like that thing of like, if you keep poking the bear, I, I like, you can't unring some bells. I'm yes. going to say some shit that I need to just keep on the inside. For the sake of the longevity of the marriage. And he's someone that he wants to, he wants to talk a talk a talk a talk. He wants, and while it's happening and he wants, he wants to have the full like mm-hmm. two hour. And I, and so we have had a struggle with allowing each other because our styles are so different and our needs are so different in conflict. Like we have, it's been something that's been very difficult to navigate. And so we've tried to set rules about like, there could never be like you always, you never. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. All, like, that's these, such an easy trap to fall it's into. It's such an easy trap to fall into. And it, and trying to, trying to take a moment step back and go, wait, I picked this person. They're supposed to be my favorite yes. person. And now I'm deciding that they are a shitty person that thinks these shitty things and is doing these shitty things. Like, like the, the, trying to just be mindful and conscious in the thing of going, even though it feels escalating and I'm agitated and I'm mad and I'm hurt and I want to strike, Mm -hmm. I have to go like, okay, take a second. If you need to step away, go, I have to step away. Because I, I, I can't, I can't be in this without it getting really ugly and making it worse. Let me take fifteen. Let me take twenty. Let me come back to it tomorrow because I genuinely need it. Otherwise, I can't see this for what it is. Mm-hmm. And he has to just let me do it, even if it makes him super, super uncomfortable. But there becomes over time that this sort of um, disparity, and the other person talks so much because they know the other person is never going to talk, so they're saying both sides of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And what happened was we were very close to getting divorced. This, this book took a really long time, and as we were trying to put it together again, we still weren't talking. And so I had brought up the idea of doing a podcast and she was like, I think we'll write the book and then we'll do a podcast. I go, isn't the way it works. I've done a podcast. I promise you. So she acquiesced. <laughs> I mean, it, thank God. And so we went upstairs and I like had all this stuff we were going to talk about. And we just started talking. And what was really interesting was we had to talk because we we're making a podcast. So she had to talk. And then, and I had to shut up because I, we're making a podcast. Um, and then there, we started to talk. And for whatever reason, there was this, you know, we weren't fucking, I think we put them on SoundCloud. It didn't really matter to me, but we were having a conversation with a third non-party that we were being respectful of. So we didn't get yes. heated You're and on your thoughtful. best behavior. You're actually listening and being thoughtful and as I opposed think to I, reactive. I, I promise you it saved our marriage because it you know. finally went, I finally, like there would be results. Like the other, then, then a couple of days later, she would say or do something that we talked about, or I would hear something for the first time and go. Oh, I don't think I ever let you finish that in my head. Like, I, mean, I never fucking heard the, what those words were. Um, and it's, you know, I mean, a lot of people get like, you know, that's what a therapist does in some ways. And, uh-huh. um, and then the, and it was just literally sitting on SoundCloud in front of us, listened to it and said, you have to do this. Well, it, was, it was interesting because you, when I listened to the, when the first episode of your podcast, you were saying, well, we haven't really been talking. And at the same time, you have this book coming out right. about, marriage you know yeah. being successful in marriage and i'm like yeah. what happened first the book or the podcast or was it all kind of you same know time? we we um we sold the idea for the book sh- shortly after the uh it's just a fucking date book came out with us with the same publisher 
And then we we started we that. started working on it, and then Greg uh, got cancer, and it was shelved for a long time. Well, there was it was also we got um, we, I the book was originally intended to be a ten volume. Oh yeah, they wanted to do ten mini books, mini books about marriage of like little, thirty thousand like, words each, and it was like ten of anything is too many. It was <laughs> it was sounds like a cult. It was. An, it, it was. This was. This was very culty. Like we got. Mark Cuban them. had just started writing short business books, and they were right. going like crazy. So I that's what everyone's talking about. Like, let's cash in on this trend. It Amira, wasn't our idea, but it was. Amira, I couldn't do it. Amira and I, and this will be in the next book. But Amira and I were separated and living together, meaning we decided to. And I had been. I we separated. Then I went to Australia. Then I came back. And I went to New York. Then I came back. And I went to Australia. And then I had cancer. So we really hadn't been together. And in the middle of that, when I was in New York, I had the opportunity to go and pitch the book idea. And we just had a name we liked. You know, sometimes you like how to keep your yeah, marriage from our sucking. Our marriage was sucking. We were trying to figure it out. It and sounded like yeah. our other books, but we didn't really have a plan. And then as life started to go forward, we had all these things that were going on, but it, but we hadn't really fixed the marriage, you know. And um, and then my sister, like she just said stuff. Life happened, like right. as it does, where you go, people are getting sick, you know, stuff, you know, family stuff, and um, and it was messy, and we couldn't get the book done, and we had a due date that we decided on. We thought we have this due date, we'll get it done, and we were driving towards the end of it, and um, uh, Amira has written a lot of it, um, just out of like I got to get something done, um, and then we did this podcast thing, and it sort of flipped it, and then we called and said we want to make it into two books. Yeah, we ended up, we ended up, it ended up being. A book going from it started out. We turned it into uh, from you know getting engaged all the way through like cancer and debt, like mm-hmm. through all of the really big four worses as well. And then we kind of realized like people who are just getting married, they don't want to hear about the shitty part of marriage, the struggle. And people who are in the shitty part of marriage, they don't want to read about planning a wedding. It's two books. So we split it into two. So How to Keep Your Marriage from Sucking is coming out this summer. And then the second part, which is for people who have been in longer relationships and that are really struggling with um, the sort of heavier things. It's for people come. who are at the point where they'll go to a bookstore to buy a book. Yeah. And, and that one's called uh, We Used we- to Be in Love and Now We Work Here. And that is... Uh, your title's crushed. That's coming out in January. And that's going to be for people who are in longer-term relationships that are, you know, they've been pushing the rock up the hill for a long time. And we're not against a divorce. And we're not against a healthy split. The best married couple I know are are divorced. They're my friends, Mike and Kay, and they just, she just burned the house down. She was, a, you know, um, as openly as she had, was an alcoholic, and she just did it so, t- she messed it up so badly, and he had to pick all the pieces up. But they did not want to um, not love each other. So they have become the most, like they're so respectful of each and respectful other. and they understand and each they other. And they, it's really interesting. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I'm going to piggyback off of the worst thing and the cancer thing. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I fly the cancer flag myself as yeah. a survivor. And uh, it really does a number on your relationship. And I think like a lot of people don't know how you're going to be after and how to get through it. And I like just would want to, would love for you guys to talk a little bit about how it affected you and how you got through it. Uh, you know, 
I I obviously got the better end of the deal by just you know, but like riding barely. riding riding shotgun to cancer and not oh, and not barely. having it. You're the person who was his strength when he was weak, and that's a lot to carry. It it is it is a lot. Um, it is a lot, and in in retrospect, um, you know, because we were coming from a place where we had been so disconnected before it happened, we were still trying to find a way back to each other. It was um, it was definitely one of those experiences where it really sort of reframes things for you. Um, but you know, when someone's going through cancer as, as you both have, like it, it's, there's a lot of introspection. There's a lot of, you know, thinking about your life in the future. And there's also a lot of distortion. Yes. You know, I mean, Greg ended up having surgery and going through six rounds of chemo and was, you know, on chemo or painkillers for a very long time. So not Greg, not the Greg I know. And also in crisis and also in pain and also suffering and, you know, scared he's not going to live. Like it just, it just changes everything. Um, so you're, you're not, while you're dealing with your person and your partner and the person you know the best, you're also dealing with this version you've never seen Mm-hmm. because it's also not true to who they are. So did it require like a tremendous amount of love and faith on your end, feeling like I can see him through not being him and he will be him one day again? Sometimes. And sometimes I also like, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. I it is myself. Too. It is that thing where you're like, he's not being him, but he's being an asshole. And then sometimes he's being super lovely and sweet. And like, there were such extremes to behavior. And you've heard the whole thing about like, you know, chemo brain. Or the, mm-hmm. Like, there's a fury and an anger that comes with chemo because there's poison being pumped through your body. Like, there just is. So when I got diagnosed, I was in Australia, and um, um, and I was in agony. You know, when I went in, so they pumped me full of, you know. I mean, it was like two things of dilated and some morphine or whatever. So, um, you know, when you get the news and you're that high, you know, you're like, I, I literally said to the guy, well, I've had a nice life. <laughs> and he was like, well, uh, we're not picking up tombstones yet. And, uh, and I go, yeah, but, I, you know, I, I have. But I think part of my resignation was I'm like, it's not good with my wife. We've been separated. We're not happy. Uh, and I thought. This will either make her like me. Part of me goes, oh, now everyone's going to like me because I have cancer. Also, I have something to do now. I got a job for six months. Like, I know where I'm supposed to be. You know, this town is, <laughs> in this town, you're like, you want to just know, I just want to know what I'm doing. That's all. If somebody just tell me what I'm doing for the next six months, I'll feel better. I'm like, you got you're cancer. Yeah, you're going to be but, like, is this going through pilot season? Yeah, I need yeah, to know. Yeah, yeah. Just gonna, what's, yeah. Am I going to get a you're cancer gonna, bump? You're, you're going to be doing lie down. I mean, I didn't realize I was going to be doing it right after TIG, so I got no, nobody. That's like, how I felt. Yeah. And I got yeah. a milder breast cancer than her. I was like, well, thanks a lot. You got the fucking good can oh, oh, bad yeah. cancer but that yeah. was you more of a story yeah, yeah yeah mine's like barely a article <laughs> she didn't confess her cancer to an unwilling comedy crowd it was loving you know didn't i didn't know show my happen. titties to anybody i'm and she was yeah. magnificent yeah. and she was like she's amazing oh my god she was i mean she came over she was yeah, helpful so sweet. but i did think fuck i mean no one everyone's gonna go oh do you have cancer too okay what is this no we already heard take but go ahead <laughs> so uh uh and by the way that little bit was real um uh it, it was um, it was a very confusing time for me. I didn't have this like God. I just want to live, you know. Part of me was like I haven't been um, popular at my home. I mean, I'm with my kids, but I also you start to feel like I think I'm more of a distraction than anything else. And now this is happening, and um, um, and so it wasn't the 
Um, I think some people think, oh, that brings everyone closer, and you now you have a common goal to get you through cancer. Um, and it didn't quite turn out that it was a little bit different. I mean, the experience was in some ways also amazing because I, um, I do have a lot of gratitude coming out of it. And, um, and I think the reason my children are so well behaved is because they were like, well, dad could leave, you know, and we should be, you know, so they're Uh always very, they've been very, we're very lucky that our kids are as nice to us as they are. And so, uh, I think that brought us together closer as a family, you know, eventually, Definitely. you know, so how we talked about like divorce is an a, an option that you guys like support when it's right and mm-hmm. you both have been previously married. I was married once before he's not. How do you how do what how do you know when to throw in the towel? Um with with mine it was easy. It was just you know, we got married very young. We never had any of the conversations. We wanted very different different things and you know staying together would have denied both of us the things that the big things we wanted, mm-hmm. right? And so it just was it mutual? Yeah. Yeah. It was. And 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 we remained friends for a long time. And and it was that thing of like we just yeah, I mean, we got married in Vegas by the Elvis impersonator <laughs> in my early twenties. Like You're it was delightful. It was it was like impulsive. We were young in love. Of course we were like it was just that it was all of the stupidity of of youth and also all the beauty of youth. Mm-hmm. But it was clear where I was like, oh, you know, I actually have plans for what I want in my life and they don't align at all, right? But at the but as far as like knowing when to throw in the towel or when to even make a, an adjustment and separate to get perspective, because I also think, you know, I think, you know, when Greg and I separated, it helped give us both a real perspective of like how big our problems really were, what things we were amplifying and distorting to a ridiculous degree because our feelings were hurt about something else. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that, um, I, I think that when you look at, when you look at your relationship and you imagine the person not being there anymore, if, if what you feel is relief, then, you know, it's probably not the worst idea to take a break and reconsider. Yeah, but if if what you, powerful. if what you feel is fear, the idea of them not being there, if what you feel is fear, not relief, then you need to go to work therapy, on work on it. If both people want to work on it, uh, even if one person wants to work on it, the other person owes them the uh, you know the idea of like, all right, maybe you know maybe there's something I don't know. Maybe well, I can. Maybe like, I can be turned around. But the I think- idea of your marriage is you build equity in a relationship, so that when you come into crisis, you're like, okay, well, we have built up all this equity. I'm gonna. If we need to do this, let's do it. And, I owe it. And a good um, uh, seeing a good. I mean, look, I, I, there are good and bad therapists all around the world. But seeing a good therapist sometimes is great to have someone just sort out your conversations. I mean, just to be able to say, okay, but you. You keep saying that same thing again, and that person doesn't care. They don't care about that. So you have to, that's what that is. And then the other person going, the other person goes, or sometimes we had our therapist say to one of us, they're not fighting with you. You're, they're not, they, they're, they're agreeing. They agree. Mm-hmm. You're, you keep <laughs> you're saying this thing, so and they mad. keep saying, and they keep yeah. saying yes, yes, yeah. yes. So well, you, it's, if, it's hard to let go of that, of those feelings. It's hard to let go of your anger and your injury and the trauma, and you will continue to hurt the person you love the most over and over again. Right, right. If they have to, if they keep coming home as the person when there's a break in trust, let's just call it that, and that can be anything from drug addiction to cheating. If you don't trust that person, if you don't trust them, 
you're, get out of the get out of the relationship because that is um, ultimately safety, and safety goes back to there's just like the Kubler Ross thing. You're just either in fear, or you're in love. When you love somebody, you're like, I'm putting this behind us, and you actually are doing the cool thing. You're putting it behind. You're the fucking hero, letting it go because I believe in you, and I have to believe in you fully, or I can't do this. But if you can't do that, you go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I just don't trust you. I'm too uncomfortable all the time. But we're not doing anyone, not our friends, not our kids, not our families. Nobody's getting anything out of the lie. And everybody is watching it be a lie. And they're like, I don't understand why this doesn't feel good, but it doesn't feel good. They don't even know, but you're living in a lie, you know? Do you feel that now that you've done or started this podcast and the book out, um, you guys have really made an effort to communicate with one another? Do you feel, where do you, where do you feel that you're at right now? Let's get a temperature. Too. Well, yeah. it, Where are we at after now that we, you guys have been really good at communicating all it's, this? To, it's so to each funny other. because, you know, we finished the rewrite for How to Keep Your Marriage from Sucking a few months ago, and we're getting ready to dive into the rewrite of We Used to Be in Love, Now We Work Here, which is that thing where I think both of us have been putting it off a little bit because it's like, oh, we're, di shit. we're digging up all the fucking path, like all of the, all of the, you know, it is that thing of when it's good, you don't. Well, it just is like, you know, anytime, anytime we get into a place where we are writing about the relationship and talking about the relationship or whatever, you're like, you're, you're unearthing things that are going to trigger you. So I think that, you know, we've had, we've had like a pretty good run, like with the podcast, we, you know, it's, you know, we've been really good about listening to each other and communicating and stuff like that. But I, but I do know we're about to start, our, start, we have like a month and a half to do this rewrite that's going to, things are going to get tense. They're going to tense because we have to be like, well, that's the shitty thing I did again. I guess here we can relive the shitty thing I did one of the, for the benefit of the people. One of the big discoveries that I have to kind of remind myself of that, uh, that I don't always is you don't love the same either. Like you think you love the same at the beginning, but you don't. I'm, I'm, I'm lovey. I love being in love and I love, I love feeling it. But, um, but I, that also means I get my feelings hurt and I, and then I'm I get you. crippled by it. And then I didn't know what to do because I didn't because you were so mad, you know. Um, and then I have to realize, like, no, I'm just the one that loves and I'm fun. And she's the one that goes, yeah, you're fucking okay. And that's her best version of the same fucking thing because she's still here. But it's hard when you, especially how much we've been fed about what it's supposed to look like and feel like. And then you're like, I would like what I like. And you go, no, you would hate that. If you would hate it, that's why you didn't ever, that's why you didn't have a first marriage. That's why you stayed single for so long was that you would be with somebody up to the point and go, yeah, you like me too much. And I gotta, you know, but I do think people need to be needed. So if you're a person who's like, I don't need your help. I don't need any of this. Um, it's like the person who talks the whole time in the conversation. It's like when you realize, right. But the reason people don't want to talk to you again is you never stop talking. So if you don't let somebody help you, and they defer to you because they don't know how to get in and take the lead, their, part of their being crippled is you because you won't let them in. And when you let somebody help you as a way of helping them, it fucking changes everything because they go, oh, I'm useful. Uh -huh. I can do this. I do mean so. Here's the where I mean something to yeah. you. And then I know what to do because this is the thing you said you love that I do. I'm not keep doing it because it's the one thing where I feel steady. And I think sometimes we forget that. Um, well, you forget to leave room for your other person. Yeah. 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 It's crazy how much 
being a couple is like just working and acknowledging your own shit, like working on your <laughs> your own yeah. stuff and being like, no, this is I am weird about this thing, yeah. and I yeah. need to communicate to you that this is exactly how I need it to be, and you need to meet me halfway, and it's just never ending. <laughs> it's a very careful dance, and I think it's like when you were at least. When I was younger, when I thought like about relationships that were successful, I thought it was like everything is 50 50. It's like that's <laughs> not a real thing that exists in relationships. It's like in one thing, maybe it right. could be that, but most of it is like, oh, I'm 70% at this, you're 30% at that, or this is completely my thing and this is completely your thing. Uh-huh. Right. And that's totally okay, you know, because in the beginning, I think you don't understand what it is to like combine lives. But you yeah. think it means. You know, oh, everything is cut down the middle in like right. a very neat way, but and that's not, not what that it is. Actually, it's a collaboration that yes. is like morphing and shifting daily, and you have to be able to morph with it. Yeah, and everyone's different. It's like you know, Lennon McCartney. It's like their partnership is one guy writes this, one guy writes that, or, and this is how then they get together and they rework it or whatever. But right. that doesn't mean that you know, this is a horrible analogy. I want to bail hollow notes, whatever. (laughs) Um, I just mean, you know, everybody's singing a different song together and you can't just look at them and be like, oh, well, we should have that. Because like everybody's thing is different. But the thing you do want to have is like, you want to always feel like you and the person are a team and you're having the best time as the team. It's also- Like that's what you're reaching for. Right. and, And you forget that like when you both stay home it's also a form of isolation. And I have noticed like when we when we go to parties, Amira is nicer to me than any other. She hugs me and she makes, she holds my hand and she kisses me and she, and we feel like a couple. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just sitting on a couch talking to another guy. <laughs> but it, I'm like, right, we're out of the house. Like we're not thinking about somebody right. else's home and we're listening to somebody else talk. And, and we're, you're being the version of you that you are with other people, which is like the most charming and funny and light and easy. That's you. ditto, same, right? and you're yeah. loving and fun and, right. and deferring, and you'll bring up things like, "Oh, tell them about like," and you're right. like, "Okay, I, I have to remember that part of it is you are just when you isolate and you're like, I'm just gonna stay in. I'm not gonna go to that thing. I want to go to that thing. I mean, I mean, my whole stand up career, I'm like, I don't fucking want to go like that. I want to do a set Preach. tonight like that. But then you get there, right? But then you get and you're there. So glad. Oh my god! Yes. Anytime you're there, and it's never the way you think it is. And that person that you were bugged about is like, "How are you?" And you end up like, it's just right. never what you think. But and so you have to trick yourself. You have to take that opposite action. And I think with your marriage too, it's like we never go out. Then we should go out. I mean, when, we, when the four of us go out, I feel like we're in a fucking. I feel like we're superheroes. Like I love my girls, and I love when we're together as a family. We're funny together as a family. We, you know, the kids stay with. Like it's just like we went to, to a museum the other day. I don't know. I just there's real strength in that, and I forget they also need to get out. We all have to go be a family. A family's not hanging out at a house picking on each other. It's going out and showing the world what it feels like to. Yeah. When when is their book coming out? Yeah. Oh my god, they have, exactly. they're gonna like. Oh my god, my yeah. parents were. Oh. But the, but, the, but the thing that I th- that I think that you know we we kind of forget when we're in a long term relationship with a person is you know you get into these struggles or these conflicts or these issues and and you want to be right or you want to be heard or you want your thing and and at the end of the day it's like it's. It's not like one of you gets to win. You either both win or you both lose. Uh, yes, so right. True. It's it and and if you are such a great person, you love your person. Why do you want them to fucking lose so you can win? 
Yes. You have right. to you have to rejigger your brain and realize like whatever my whatever my trip is right now in order for me to be satisfied is it at the cost of my person? And then am I going to be satisfied if I've done that to my person? Cuz we do we just get caught it's it's just human nature and it's just you know you you think you don't your needs aren't that big or your wants aren't that big or you should get to have your thing or what have you. But if you have chosen to collaborate in life with a person, you have to realize that um, being selfish comes at the cost of your person. Oh, my God. That's right? so beautiful. So I, good. I feel like we have to. That's the, the perfect end. Yeah. Thank you so much Ta-da! for coming. <laughs> so you have, maybe it's you, the podcast. The podcast. Yep. The book. How to Keep Your Marriage from Sucking comes out, or is out at this point right it's now. It's going to be out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And where are you guys on Twitter and this stuff? I'm trying. You're, yeah. I'm trying. I'm I'm missing. Like where that. can the people find you? I'm, Snail mail. Tell them. I mean, I mean, if you want to write us, uh, it's uh, maybe uh, maybe it's you podcast. Maybe it's you podcast at gmail. At gmail. Yes, Com. we have We're happy to take questions any questions. And stuff on the yeah, podcast. I'm it's Gregor's on Instagram. That's really all you need. And to I'm know. actually dot Amira on Instagram, which then feeds into my Facebook and Twitter because I don't know how to do more than one of them. Perfect. Perfect. We'll be following you. Thank yeah. you for having us. You guys are so nice. You guys are amazing and. Thanks for being so open about your relationship. It makes everybody learn and feel better. And that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Hope you guys enjoyed the latest episode of Reality Bites. If you liked what you heard, head on over to iTunes and leave us those five stars. And leave us a sexy review. Sexiest review gets a shout out on the pod. And if you guys have any questions for us to answer on the podcast about love or dating, just hit us up at realitybitespod at gmail.com. That's Bites with a Y. And make sure you follow us on all those socials. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's Reality Bites Pod, Bites with a Y. See you next Wednesday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.